Oh, you hear that? You know it's Friday, right? Because it's Friday. It's time for us to talk to Vaughn Palmer from the Vancouver Sun. And we are talking COVID-19 today, rightfully so, because the cases are creeping up. And Vaughn, we, we knew this was going to happen, right, with all of the things that we opened up. Yeah, I, I'm disappointed, though, that you didn't mention that there isn't going to be a Village People Comeback Tour. <laughs> if there were, I would buy you tickets. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, the the government is fascinating on this stuff. Like, the... the the, their, their comeback line to the alarming, to me anyway, rise in COVID-19 cases and the flattening of the vaccination rate in some parts of the province and all that is, hey, we told you this was going to happen, so don't worry, right? Well, the reason I worry is because they understated the threat of the second wave of the pandemic so much that John Horgan figured it was safe to put the entire government into caretaker mode and call an election. Uh, he started the year downplaying the threat of the third wave. So here we are, and they're going, hey, we told you there was going to be a rise in cases as soon as we opened up, so don't worry. Well, I'm worried. I think, you know, they, they underestimated the second wave, they underestimated the third wave. Maybe, just maybe they're underestimating the threat of a fourth wave. Yeah, especially when you look at where these cases are coming from, too. Yeah, it's coming from places where the vaccination rate is low. And, you know, I've been, I've been following what they do in other countries, and I think we can learn some things from other countries, even though we've gotten some things right here for sure. Uh, to me, one of the fascinating ones is what's happened in France. The, the president of France, Macron, came out and said he was going to support the idea of essentially health passports. You were going to get uh, double vaccinated, and he said uh, you're going to get uh, access to things because why should the country allow free access to people who can't be bothered to get safely vaccinated for the rest of us? The reaction is interesting. Yes, there were protests, but also there was a massive spike in vaccinations in France. People suddenly saw yes. a self-interest um, province of Quebec. Health minister there suggested they might go the same route. Didn't say they were going to. And all of a sudden people went, hmm, maybe I better get vaccinated. I, I actually think self-interest is probably the thing we should be playing on. Make it clear to people that um, there'll be enormous inconvenience if you don't get vaccinated and large benefits if you do. It doesn't seem like BC has really had that attitude towards us, right? They just keep hoping that by being positive and convincing people that those holdouts will get vaccinated. Yeah, uh, you know, I talked to a doctor here in Victoria who told me he's got a few patients um, who won't get vaccinated, and he's been working on them, trying to talk them into it. But he also said that he and his colleagues, just talking informally among doctors, are going, you know, uh, self-interest is probably what's going to bring this into play. So our government is doing everything it can to persuade people to get vaccinated, and I appreciate that they're doing that, and I think it's a good thing that they're doing that. But I think maybe they need to start introducing an element of self-interest in it to suggest to people that, you know what, uh, the society's opening up, and that's good, uh, and we're moving back to normal, and that's good, but be aware that all those benefits are more likely to flow to the people who've done their bit 
and got themselves double vaccinated than to the people who are stubbornly sitting on the sidelines going, nah, I don't need to do this, let everybody else do it. On another note here to check in on the wildfire situation too, um, what about the alert ready system? Like why aren't we, we use it for tsunamis, we do all this practicing, is it being used for the wildfires? No, it's not ready. I mean, what? this would be laughable were it not that we're in a serious wildfire crisis, but the Global Mail reported this week that the alert ready system on your phone, which is available right across Canada and which is being used right across Canada, is not being used here in British Columbia because, well, we're not ready. So um, I guess the system is ready for a tsunami. It may be ready if a giant meteor is going to hit the earth like in the Bruce Willis movie. But for something that's actually happening, it's not being used. And I see Mike Farnworth admitting in a statement yesterday that, hmm, yeah, well, maybe we should um, be doing a little more to get ready on this thing. Again, it, it to me, uh, reflects on what the government has been claiming that we're ready for the big wildfire season. You know, we're all ready to go and everything is in place you'd think that something as handy and convenient as alert ready on your phone would be there for people in parts of the province where the evacuation orders are numbered in a matter of minutes to get ready. This thing was put in place for that, and irony of ironies, we're not ready for alert ready. You know, we've talked recently too about things that the premier has said that, you know, then they change. And then I read that Rob Shaw piece the other day about Bob Dewar retiring a couple of months ago. And I know how incredibly important he has been to Premier John Horgan. And I thought, can these two things be connected? Well, you know, it is interesting because I'm sure the, the listener who doesn't follow politics as closely as I have to do or do is going to go, Bob, who? And I'll, I'll just say that if you happen to be crossing the Golden Ears or the Portman yes. Bridge for free this morning, you can thank Bob Dewar because Dewar is the political strategist who on the outset of the 2017 provincial election said, We're going to get rid of the tolls. Go find the money to the NDP campaign team. And that was the masterstroke to me that started the NDP on the right footing in that campaign, uh, started the slide that saw the liberals lose their legislative majority. And, of course, uh, Dewar was also the strategist who uh, got the New Democrats ready for last fall's snap election. So... Five years with John Horgan. Uh, Horgan himself uh, is, uh, you know, generous, inclined to admit that no Bob Dewar, maybe no Premier Horgan. Dewar's leaving after five years with the Premier. Um, he says, well, he's 69 years old, which seems incredibly young to me since I'm also 69 years old. <laughs> but uh, he's, he's, uh, he says, you know, you can stay too long in the political arena. So he's gone back to Manitoba. He's retired. That's where he's from. Um I guess I would just remark in passing, Simi, that um, come the next election in B.C., uh, John Horgan will have been premier for seven years. So I'm just saying, you know, uh, Bob Dewar thinks you can stick around too long in the political arena. I'm sure there are some new Democrats sitting out there who are thinking, you know, that they might make a better NDP leader than John Horgan, not mentioning any names, are thinking, yeah, you know what, this guy Horgan, uh, he's going to be 65 in 2024. Maybe it's time for him to retire as well. Oh, boy, interesting times. Thank you very much for that, Vaughn. Bye-bye, Simi. Bye.